Chelsea Ladd and his is Kalen Parker, not Cash Considerations. You're listening to Player to Be Named Later, a Dugout Dish podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow. better than ever if i say so myself what do you think that's fair that's fair after a nice little break player to be named later has returned and just in time for spring training which kicks off soon i i've been covering local high school sports and kaylin's been back in full swing with teaching coaching and attending grad school himself so we love a five tool player that's a that's a man's man right there (laughs) full slate Full slate. We have been busy, but we also have been keeping a lot of tabs on all the latest baseball news because we bring you all the latest dish from the dugout at Dugout Dish. Yes, we do. (laughs) So, Kaylin, how have you been? I've been great. I'm just happy that our high school season is going to be back here soon. Uh, We didn't have one at all last year. We played two scrimmage games. That was it. I'm ready to get back out coaching and let our kids get the season that they deserve. I am ready for it because that means I stay employed. Win-win. Win-win. I am excited because the St. Louis Cardinals have a little something-something this year, and we'll get into that in a minute. But is there any particular baseball news around Major League Baseball, Indie Ball, Minor League Ball that you're excited about? Well, you already touched on the St. Louis one. I think everybody's Man. I think everybody's excited about that. I think that's the the move of the offseason and I don't think anybody ever expects the Cardinals to be the move. This has to be the biggest thing to happen to the St. Louis Cardinals since like sliced bread. Okay, okay, maybe not sliced bread, but the fact that they got Nolan Arenado is insane. I think yeah, Matching him with Paul Goldschmidt is pretty big, I think. That had to be their last big yeah. acquisition. That was huge. Struggled for a little bit and then really came on. I hate that they lost Colton Wong because they had an opportunity to have an all-time historic defense. Oh, yeah. That infield would have just been chef's kiss, perfect, like the kind of infield you have dreams about. I love a good defense as a pitcher. So the Cardinals didn't give up any of their top five prospects. Amazing, right? That's incredible. They also received $50 million in the trade. I mean, it seems fair to me. So they're going to end up with arguably, that's a hard word, the best duo of corner infielders since, you know, I guess Josh Donaldson and Freddie Freeman for the Braves. Sorry, I'm sorry. I had to put my Braves two cents in there, but I'm spitting nothing but facts here. Anyway, 
the question on everyone's mind for quite some time was, would he exercise an opt-out clause in his contract after the season? Rest assured that he told Derek Gould and the media that he plans on sticking around in St. Louis. To even quote him, he said, I plan on sticking around. <laughs> wow. So that's my goal. I plan on staying here for a long time. I'm not worried about that. They've had 13 straight winning seasons. That's enticing enough to me, and I know they care about winning, and I believe they'll do everything we can to win. My favorite part about the organization announcing this whole thing was DeWitt, who, you know, not many people are a fan because they don't often make moves like this. He said, we got our man. That's how I felt in September. I got my man. <laughs> <laughs> They've been trying to get him for years, I think. It's just Me too. they couldn't get the the mix right. You I guess it just had to come down to how unhappy Arenado was. Yes. Do you think this is a good move for the Cardinals? No, I think it'll be detrimental to Me their too. franchise. Me too. Worst thing they've ever done. Uh, I know he can't save the entire team, and there's still going to be gaps in that lineup, especially losing Wong. But I I can't express how insanely happy I will be to see him in that Cards jersey. I think you can already go on MLBShop.com and get one. I, I would try to push it out as fast as I possibly could if I were there. I, I would, too. And speaking of the Cardinals, Wayno and Yachty are both back. I think I'm more excited about Wainwright. I am personally, too. I am but, too. I mean, Yachty isn't going to hurt you. No. So. Behind the plate, you can only hope for the best with him. Hope his knees don't give out. They're both a big clubhouse presence. They've yes. both been with the cards their whole major league career. I mean, they, that's insane. They were, you were 10 years old when they started their battery. I mean, I remember them coming up. I don't remember being 10, but I remember I remember um, the World Series. Wayne Wright was more of a closer and yeah. throwing 100 miles an hour. And, you know, now now we look at him and he's uh, 50% curve balls. And yeah. Uncle Charlie, the Yachty, one and only. Yachty's had a lot of different body compositions. He has. We all have. We all have. But he's... <laughs> made a point to make have some different ones on purpose. And yes. I'm interested to see what that's going to be looking like this year. I mm-hmm. think, you know, I know you hate it for Kisner behind the plate. I do. But I think that Yachty is probably their best chance for World Series run oh, this absolutely. year. And going after Arenado, I don't think that they were messing around. No. Still don't know the logistics behind Wong, but... I'm happy that they're both returning. Me too. Several teams were actually in on Yachty looking looking at him, but he said there was no other option. He he said, this is my home. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be back. He was cutely reintroduced as a member of the Cardinals for the, wait for it, first time in his career. Like they did the whole shebang, like he was a new player. It was kind of really, it was really cute. I liked it. Has he never been like a real free agent? He's just always no. signed extensions. Yes, he's always signed extensions. So that was really cool that they got to bring him back like that. He signed for a one-year deal worth $9 million. Could you imagine? I would also sign a one-year deal for $9 million. I would sign a one-year deal for... No million. No million. So... 
he's not thinking about retiring either. He's like Tom Brady-ing this this stuff. It's a rough comparison, but I see where you're it's, going. It, well, I'm saying it because, you know, the Super Bowl was, was last weekend, mm-hmm. and they asked him, and he's like, oh, we're coming back. So that just reminded me of Yachty because, you know, whether it's because he's Yachty, 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 or he's just something else, he's, he's back, and he said he's going to take it year by year. I think he wanted to come back with the acquisition that they did make. Yeah. I think that helped both of them and helped the team kind of make come to terms with what they were trying to do. And I mm-hmm. think as long as it's more important to be on the same page with where your team is at and where your team is going than the exact finances of, you know, splitting hairs of a few million dollars to them. Oh, it's more important for them to have an understanding of where they're trying to go and mm-hmm. how they're going to get there. Yeah. And, you know, also around the NL Central, Ryan Braun actually sent a text message to MLB.com. It said, I'm continuing to work out and stay in shape, but I'm not currently interested in playing. That's just, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. I know that he's 37 and it's going to be hard to see him ever returning to Major League Baseball if he didn't come back this year. And I know that he has done some very sus things. Like, if you were playing Among Us, he would be the one that you would pick out. But dude was good in his prom. And he continued to text saying that he's enjoying his family and focused on other big business interests. But for now, he appreciates the interest and he will stay in touch regularly with the Brewers. Well, it sounds like he's trying to make it where he quits baseball instead of baseball quits him. Yes. Which I will, I respect anybody that chooses to do that. I, I hate to see any baseball talent go wasted. So mm-hmm. if he's good enough to be an MLB player, I'd love to have him, even though it is Ryan Braun, I guess. And yeah, but I don't like to see MLB talent wasted. Yeah. I mean, so. even after what happened with Braun, he still came back. He is still, Helped carry the Brewers with Yelich and a few others. But there's a new dog on the scene in the Brew Crew. And while we're all possibly mourning the loss of Braun in the outfield, the Brewers are very eager to announce they made the right choice and not the Wong one like the Cardinals did. Colton Wong is now a Brewer. And personally, I love it. Because they had Mike Moustakas in 2019, and comparing that to 2020, it just was not the same dynamic for me. Wong can bring in that edge. He can bring that it factor that I think Stearns and Council have both been looking for. You know, in 2019, they also had a hard time finding a good and consistent first baseman and second baseman when Moustakas got hurt. You know, he the finger thing. But Daniel Vogelbach has done really well at first base for them. And I know that I probably know a little more than I should about the Brewers compared to you. But that is my Brewers soapbox for this podcast. Well, I know that they're happy that they got Wong. I think he's a plug and play player. I think he would fit in with really any team. I think he would do a good job. Even teams that already have a starting second base, I think they could find a spot for Wong or the other player. Oh, yeah. I would would ship the other guy somewhere and (laughs) and just be like, all right, Wong, 
You're my starting second baseman. Let's go. All right. Well, now we know where you stand. That's where I stand. And big news coming from the Braves. Marcelo Zuna is back, baby. And I am so stoked for that. He played beautifully with the Braves last year. Of course, he was injured with the Cardinals in his last season. So even I've been told on Twitter, I can't compare it, but I'm going to compare it. And his time with the Cardinals compared to his time with the Braves last year. Who wouldn't want him in Atlanta? I agree. I mean, he's betting on the team that bet on him. So I respect that. You know, he is going to be there for four years, $64 million contract. The deal puts him back in the middle of of a very potent Braves lineup that he actually kind of fueled through the NL Championship Series last year. Like, he was a big key player in that. And, of course, the Dodgers went on to do what they did. But for a while, it felt like we were going to see Marcelo Ozuna in a World Series game. And that felt very nice. Yeah, he was on fire. He was. Like, could you imagine seeing him versus Randy Rosarena in the World Series? Like, two former Cardinals just battling it out. I think a lot of people wanted to see that. I wanted to see it. I was very sad. I felt like my father at that moment. I was very sad the Braves didn't make it. I was like, what is happening to me? Well, I got over it. It's like that progressive commercial don't turn into your parents. Oh, those are good. <laughs> those are good. I relate to them every day. Also, former Braves pitcher Mike Fultonevich officially made a one-year deal with the Rangers. The deal is believed to be worth $2 million with some incentives, but the club, of course, has not confirmed the terms. He was an all-star in 2018 with the Braves. He posted a 285 ERA, but he had a little issue going on in 19. And of course, it carried on into 2020, where he only threw three and one thirds innings for them. I remember the night that he was actually designated for assignment last year. What happened? I met you. That's the night I met you. Second most important thing that happened that night, I guess. I remember... I was covering the game and you had went to sit somewhere because I was like, oh, I've, you know, got to go take some more pictures. And my dad came down to like near the dugout and handed me a drink because it was like it was muggy and hot that night. Like it had rained before Mm -hmm. the game. So it was just like perfect, like example of Kentucky summer weather. And my hair looked like a sideshow bob from Simpsons. And I was just like, oh, no, I'm trying to work. And this, this guy's here. He's kind of cute. I'm a little bit distracted. I'm just kidding. You were cute, though. But anyways, I remember my dad came down and I looked at my phone and Fulte had been DFA'd. And I swear I said it loud enough that you probably heard me, but you didn't realize it was me. I was just like, what? You're probably right. I didn't hear that. I went on and on and on. Like the last three innings of that game, I was just like... Matt, like, ranting soapbox. Why? I like Fulty. I probably didn't even grasp what, who you were talking about unless you called him Fulty. I, I've never heard his name fully pronounced. So really? I didn't even know what you were saying earlier today. Oh, that's why you looked at me like, huh? I didn't know how to say his name. Oh, well, you know, that happens. 
Other things happened around the league, and that includes Trevor Bauer. And now we're moving on. So if you know me, you know that I'm a long-suffering Mets fan. And that's all thanks to Mike Piazza. For 20 plus years, I've been on an emotional roller coaster, but it felt like things were, you know, looking up for the Mets. Steve Cohen became owner and we got Francisco Lindor. We got Trevor May. We got Carlos Carrasco. So it was nice for a little bit. And then the news of Jared Porter happened and he was fired. And I'm very happy about that because I could get on that soapbox about what Jared Porter did and make an entire podcast episode about it. But instead, I will just tell you to go read what I wrote about it on dugoutdish.com. It's changed the game. It's my take as a woman in sports. And I think that says everything that it needs to say. Of course, kind of died down a little. And then Steve Cohen deactivated his Twitter. He kind of got into it with Dave Portnoy, the guy from Barstool Sports and all this and that. I don't know what happened. I tried to just not pay attention to any Mets news for a little bit. And it was, you know, better for my health. I won't lie. So... Also, on top of all of that, Trevor Bauer trolled the entire New York Mets fan base. And we all know how I feel about Trevor Bauer. Kaylin feels the same way about Trevor Bauer. All my homies feel the same way about Trevor Bauer. And he actually issued an apology. Or at least he addressed Mets fans on Sunday. He said, Mets fans, I owe you an explanation and apology. My intention was never to mislead your fan base, nor was it to troll you in any way. Now, I don't know if Kaylin knows this or not, but last Friday, before news broke that Bauer was with the Dodgers, a link from Mets merchandise went live on Bauer's Linktree page on Instagram and a page for Bauer signed Mets hats like a giveaway went live on his website trevorbauer.com his fans who signed up for the giveaway received an email saying I can't wait to take the mound in New York City amazing right amazing the links and screenshots of the Mets cap and giveaway spread very quickly on social media and instead of the news coming from Jeff Passan and John Heyman and Bauer himself that he was going to be with the Mets, like Bob Nightingale, good old Boob Nightingale, said. He, he, he was with the Dodgers. It was announced he is a Dodger. And he had this cheesy Watch Momentum video about how he was a Dodger and you could tell that he threw that jersey on real quick because it looked like it had not it had been thrown in a suitcase and left off to die. Basically, it was so wrinkled. But anyways, anyways, 
Bauer attempted to clear the air with the Twitter thread, and he explained that links were prepared from multiple teams in advance. None were supposed to go live, so somebody's getting fired. And he said it was embarrassing and emotional for him. Well, listen, buddy. It doesn't matter if they weren't supposed to go live or not. That still broke a lot of fans' hearts because there are still people in this world that like him. Some, for some reason. But, what do you think about this? I think that I am more interested in reading whatever new book that Noah Syndergaard has for his book club than reading that entire apology. And I would rather watch Dan Buffa's top 10 movies in a row without standing up than watch Trevor Bauer's new Watch Momentum video of him on the doctor. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you brought up Noah's book club because that's like the greatest thing I've heard of. Does it say what his first movie or his first book's going to be? Uh, it does not, but he started it on February 1st and Pete Alonzo actually wanted to join. So He's been reading a lot of books while recovering from Tommy John surgery, and he thought it would be cool to share this new hobby with everyone. Um, I have to go back and look, but um, I'm all for this book club. I'm a big, big book reader and big fan of Thor. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I mean, cool. I, I think it's just a good way to get fans involved. And it is honestly it'd be good to get publicity for the author if they're oh, not like super well known. I mean, maybe I should finish know. my book and send him one. Maybe so. I think he's looking for something uh, motivational and about sports and uh, fitness is what I saw on there. But maybe. Supernatural, he might like it. He might it. go for the Supernatural <laughs> trilogy. <laughs> I might, you know, do like the Twilight baseball scene in it. You never know. It might happen. I feel like we're going off the rails right now, but oh well. So, yeah, the Mets fans have been through it, and it's only February 2021. As far as the team... As far as the team. They're looking up. They I mean, are looking I mean, up. I'm sure some of them wanted old Bauer, but I, I don't think that many of them were too hurt when it went the other direction other than how how it went down. Yeah. But I mean, getting Lindor and Carrasco. Carrasco and McCann, right? And they, they Mc, did get they James, James McCann. McCann. How did I forget one of my favorite catchers is now met? So, I mean, they, they improved. Oh, yeah. And that's really, in, in my opinion, over an offseason – that's all you can really hope from whoever your team is just yeah. to get a little bit better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, they want every team wants the big names, the big trades, the big the big money, this, that and the other. But at the end of the day, you just want to get a, at least a little bit better every year. And the Mets deserve a nice season, a nice drama free, injury free Somebody keep Noah away from, like, baseball camps so he doesn't get hand, foot, and mouth disease again. You know, just. It doesn't and, even sound real. It doesn't. And please make sure that all the pitchers go use the potty. We don't need any more Matt Harvey bladder infection stents. I mean, Matt Harvey's not with them, but, you know, we don't need the Grom going through that. We just don't. 
So, yeah, still suffering through those Mets fans. And I'm one of them. So, Kaylin, you've had gums from baseball cards, right? Unfortunately. Like you actually put it in your mouth for some reason. Well, how else How else am I going to figure <laughs> out how it tastes? Oh. For anybody that doesn't know, it does not chew. The ones from the 80s that came in the packs, don't eat them. Give them to your friends. Now, Harold Reynolds actually chewed a piece of like 32-year-old baseball card gum on MLB Network. And it was actually while at first I was like, wow, this is what we've come to this offseason. Like, man, Kalen's done that a few times and handed a piece of baseball card gum from like 30 years ago to my dad. So, you know, I was kind of shocked. But then I realized that they actually did a whole thing for the release of Topps Series 1 cards for 2021. And it was actually an online party to celebrate the 70th anniversary of Topps baseball cards. What a coincidence. Right? So, I wish we had, had been invited. You know, that would have been fun. I'd ate a piece of gum. I know you would have. How did the gum taste? Um, how does nothing but terrible at the same time? <laughs> is that appropriate? Like I guess almost that is. almost like soggy paper. It just disintegrates. It doesn't Ugh. like to call it gum at that point. Um, you just put it in your mouth and it melts like cotton candy, but it tastes like paper. Ugh, that's so. just disgusting. So while MLB Network celebrated tops, Kalen made a purchase himself. What kind of investment investment did I wish I could talk today? What kind of investment did you make? I'm happy that you referred to it as an investment because that's exactly how I look at it. Well, I'm sitting here looking at your living room floor and there's an investment of cards all organized. So I did for sixty five dollars. I bought forty two hundred baseball cards from nineteen eighty seven through nineteen ninety. So I have been organizing them by team and keeping them like the tops cards, I have like tops nineteen eighty nine on the ground right now, mm-hmm. and I don't know what spawned me to want to do that, but I did. So, and, and it's been pretty interesting. I like that, you know. I mean, I found some pretty good cards, and found a Tommy John card. Found a Tommy John for his like twenty fifth year in the league. Yeah, uh, that was pretty interesting. I'm, I got a lot of good rookie cards out of it. Some. Uh, They had uh, the number one pick cards from that decade Mm -hmm. or from that year. Those were really cool because it had their their college jersey. And obviously, they don't even have any professional stats. It was just the number one pick for... I didn't get every team, but I got probably half. And those were pretty cool because it had their stories. And some of those players were drafted out of high school. So it might have a picture of them in their high school jersey. So even though some of those players didn't pan out, it was still really cool. And it's also very interesting to see some of their like stats or mm-hmm. their little some like bio where it'll talk about a big game that they played. Like I read one earlier, a guy hit, it said he hit a 564 foot home run in high school on him. It was at a major league field in the state championship game. It was in Texas. That's amazing. I, I could go find the card, I guess. But, and then the ones where the players coming out of high school, like their stats are just unreal. I mean, that's what you would expect from, yeah. from a person going in the first round out of high school. But those players that are like pitchers are like 
14 and 0 their senior year with 80 innings and 200 and something strikeouts. Like that's the kind of numbers that we're looking could at. Could you imagine? No, no, I could not. I couldn't even imagine honestly throwing over 80 innings in a in any season, let alone having that many strikeouts. Yeah. Like they would had like 80 something innings pitch with like four runs. Mm. on the whole season i mean it's it's honestly impeccable but it makes sense that's i mean that's why they were drafted in the first round out of high school so so with all of those cards came trivia cards and that's what we're going to be doing right now are you ready i'm ready we have a lot but we each randomly selected so the the trivia questions come like specifically from a team each one has four questions uh in reference to that team and i thought that they were pretty interesting i've noticed that she is going to be getting three true or false questions and i'm only getting two so there should be a handicap involved yeah buddy but um we agreed that ladies will go first so i'll read her first question and we'll see how she does and the winner does not have to do the dishes The winner makes the dishes. The loser washes the dishes. Yes. And I asked Twitter in a 30 minute poll who will win this round of player to be named later trivia. And it was a landslide. 90% said me. You have more simps than I. And also I didn't vote. Oh, you did you vote? I did not vote. Okay, so it's fair. It's fair. Okay. All right, well, you 90%, get ready to eat your heart out. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Oh, this pack is from 1990, so anything after then is irrelevant. True or false, the Royals had the best record in the American League West during the 1980s. The Royals had something good? What? Well, that's that's the question. Oh. Did they or did they not? True or false? Best record in the 80s. All, <laughs> all of the false. 80s. False. Do you have some rationale or are you just going with your gut? It's the Royals. False. It's true. <laughs> it's true? It's true. It's true. What? They had the best record. It probably just consistency. Ah. Uh, if I were to guess. Man. I mean, I don't have, I don't know the history of the Royals, so. Eh. All right. That's depressing. So mine is a Washington Senators, Texas Rangers card. I know a lot about the Senators. (laughs) In what season did the Washington Senators play their final game to become the Texas Rangers of the following season? That's easy. 1972. Wrong. No. <laughs> what is it? 1971. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> For a shot in the dark, that's not half bad. That's not half bad. All right. So we're tied. Zero to zero. Zero zero. All right. This is the one that I was most excited about this question. I thought it was good. <clears throat> oh, boy. What franchise, what franchise <laughs> joined the American League along with the Royals in 1969? So expansion team. I could give you a hint, but it probably wouldn't help. Can I phone a friend? They wouldn't be able to help you. <laughs> You're my only friend. I can't help you. <laughs> um, Are they in the which which... Which division? One of them. You're just gonna have to do it. I'm making your dinner tonight. Hey, you! I had to guess a whole year. Sixty nine. Yep. Mm, oh man, I know it's not. No, I don't know. You give up? I'm blanking. 
All right. Well, it's the very popular. Everybody knows about them. The Seattle Pilots. Oh, man. I was just talking about the Brewers, too. Does it have something to do with the Brewers? Yeah, they became the Brewers. Well, you didn't know it, so next. Man. Uh-oh. True or false? The Rangers are the most Eastern team in the American League West. <laughs> True. False. Oh, my God. The Chicago White Sox. Does it actually say that or you just know it? It says false. The Chicago White Sox. Oh, my gosh. In the what? In the National League? In the American League. In the American League? West. All right. So we're both 0 for 2. Yep. So on fire, to say the least. All right. You ready for round three? Yes. All right. True or false? Kansas City changed their nickname from the Athletics to the Royals. True. In 1969. True. False. You got me on that 1969 there, buddy. Come on. It, well, here's the thing. The last question was also about 1969, and that's when they joined the league. So I don't think they could join the league and change their nickname in the same year, could they? Context clues, folks. Context clues. It's false. It is false. Okay. Next. Okay. You said true. It is false. <sighs> Payback. True or false, Arlington Stadium has the smallest seating capacity in any American League ballpark. That makes me laugh because that's not even their stadium anymore. Piece of cake. False. Which stadium has the smallest for a bonus round? I don't know, but I got it right. You got it right, and it's Finlay. Let it be known I got it right. So it's Kalen, one, Chelsea, none. Zip. Going into Man. the final round. We're in the top of the fourth in a four-inning game here. So That was like the Bad News Bears last night. Yep. So if you don't get this one, it's over. I'm doing the dishes and cooking. That's the rules of the game. Man. You actually made the rules. I know I made the rules. <laughs> I thought I was really going to win. All right. Well, you got a shot because it's true or false. Shot in the dark. The Royals were the first American League expansion team to appear in the World Series. True. It's true. So, what happens now? I get my question. Oh, man. <laughs> man, I forgot. <laughs> I said top of the fourth. I just recapped. I know. I wasn't paying attention. I was worried about losing. What was the original name of Arlington Stadium? Was it Turnpike? Oh, come on. Oh. That's not fair. That's cheating. Well, did I get it? You got I it. I got it. <laughs> Luckily, my research paper on the Rangers that I did in fifth grade kicked what? in. What? That's not fair. You did you did what? It was premeditated. You knew that you you waited and anticipated this moment in your life. That's the team that got picked for me. I didn't even pick it. Oh. Not then, not now. Not even. Not even. Not even. Not even. Well, folks, it looks like everyone on Twitter was wrong. So 
Kaylin has the glory of knowing baseball trivia before we were both born. And the loser, which is me, I have to do dishes tonight. Why did I make this rule? Who who decided to let me make the rules? I did. Did you? I allowed it. You allowed it. I would just like to say something to all my fans, my 10 percenters. Thank you for believing <laughs> in me. I never, I never, ever anticipate winning these because if anybody doesn't know really chelsea is like an encyclopedia for this kind of stuff to be honest so um we've done some of these before just for fun on the side and with not specific teams like ones that have like four different teams and she's gotten all of them and so she must have just had an off day and i believe you won last time too i'll let him win it was two to one it was a close one it was a close one so that was fun and educational, and Kaylin's going to be basking in this glory for quite some time. <laughs> As always, we're so thankful for each and every one of you sending us questions. Um, so we're going to start off and see if your question made it. Spoiler, they all made it. <laughs> So we're going to answer some questions to finish off today's episode. And as always, if you want to hear something on the show, feel free to message us on Twitter at Chelsea Brooke at Dugout Dish or even at Kaylin P 25. We're always looking for more content ideas. And if you feel like reading over listening, you can check out DugoutDish.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We have Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well. So we're going to kick off and Kaylin, you want to read the first question? Sure. All right. Eric Crawford asks Yachty or Johnny Bench for a career? Johnny Bench. I'll Johnny just Bench. <laughs> Johnny Bench. That's not even hands down. That's not even a debate. Good question, Eric. Um, J-Dub asks the last time a pitch made you make the what was that noise? Honestly, I had not batted in 11 years. So the first time Kalen threw that ball across home plate when I was trying to take batting practice off of him, I was like, what was that? Um, let's see. My sophomore year in college, I was in the dugout and the pitcher got clocked between 95 and 99 for pretty much the whole game. And I was you know, that close. I didn't get up to bat, but you could hear it. And it was it was a cold Illinois day. So, I mean, hearing that ball was up there. I was like, that's mm. I've never seen that before up close. I've seen Chapman pitch in person, but not from the dugout. <laughs> that's nuts. That's insane. So, Kaylin, Eric oh, had another. Eric's got another question for us. He asked where Ichiro stands as one of the greatest right fielders of all time. Oh, my well, to answer that, I'm going to have to go through my top 100 right fielders. All right. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, he he's obviously he's up, up there. there. I mean, yeah. he's got to be. He's got. He's a legend, especially yeah. in our childhood. Yeah. And especially if you look at his uh, Japanese numbers. And oh, yes. Bring some of those over there. I understand that, you know, you couldn't account for all hits and all average in a, in a league that's not the MLB. But at the same time, it's. It's very competitive over there. And his arm is just incredible. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
if you've never seen him take batting practice, that was also a sight to see. It was completely different than his in-game performance. He hit absolute nukes. This is totally off the wall, but I remember every time that I played Triple Play 98 on the PlayStation and he would get up to bat against me, I would always be so pressed. I was like, no, not this guy. I would always try to get him on my team. Mostly because I liked his arm and I liked that he was fast. I was just too worried about getting Mike Piazza on my team at that point. <laughs> so, Quinn asked, thoughts on the hire of of Ken Griffey Jr.? And first of all, before I answer this, I have to say that Quinn is one of the coolest people ever because he tweeted that if the Cardinals got Nolan, he would send Mo flowers. And guess what? My friend Quinn sent that man flowers and you can go on the Cardinals Twitter to see him. So that's so cool to me. Yeah, that was pretty funny. So I love the kid being back in the game. He is the type of person that Major League Baseball needs more than ever, in my opinion. What about you? I mean, he was all about having fun as a player, so it's good that they're taking some initiative and trying to be more about fun in Major League Baseball, which I don't think that they've been trying to do. No, they haven't. And, you know, bringing back Ken to me is the perfect way to say, let the kids play. So bring the kid back and let the kids play. I like you, how you were on a first name basis with him there for a second. Ken. I am. We're, 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 we're great friends. I, I idolized him growing up, but who didn't in yeah. our in our generation? So another question. <laughs> it's Kalen's turn. So Aaron Finney asked, bigger move for their team in 2021, Arenado in St. Louis or Ozuna in Atlanta? I mean, you'd have to. You have to say Arenado. Yeah, you have to. I feel like, because, I mean, that is a bigger move because the Braves are just continuing. Yes. So this is like really a bigger move. But I do understand what he's saying. And Ozuna is huge it's to keep. Huge. But I'd have to say that Aaron Arenado is the bigger move. Yeah. And Dan Buffa, I asked, why are you so awesome? And how many games do you predict Paul DeYoung playing in 2021? I love that Buffa always puts, like, gives me Paul DeYoung questions because it goes back to winter warmups last year when I was, like, terrified and finally got my nerve up after Buffa had, like, went and told my dad I hadn't asked any questions with my credentials. My dad was like, Chelsea Brooke, if we leave here and you haven't asked one of those men a question, I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> and I was just like, man. But anyways, um, Buffa is the actual awesome one. Like, we got to give it up. He is a man of many hats and he's killing it in every single part of what he's doing. But as for as far as Paul DeYoung, I see him playing more games than he probably should, especially with, you know, Wong not being back. They're probably going to utilize Edmund at second. So PDJ might get a little overused again. You don't want him playing. You don't want him going Cal Ripken out there. I mean, he could do it, but we've seen what happens when he doesn't have an off day. After a long time, he he gets worn down and he looks like Harrison Bader at the plate. Oh, my. Oh my. Well, we don't want that. So so what's the, what's the number? Too many? Too many. Okay. That's pretty specific. <laughs> All right. Gas House Gab asks, top five baseball movies. Why don't you go first? Ooh, okay. Top five in no particular order. A League of Their Own, Bull Durham, Major League, Bad News Bears, and 61. Oh, 
there's your odd odd one out right there. Yes. All right, let's see here. I, yeah, I like that in no particular order. That would be really hard <laughs> for me. All right, the final season, everybody wants some. The Rookie, the Bench Warmers. That's probably my all-time favorite, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, or the one I've definitely seen the most. I'm gonna have to come back to you on the fifth one. I'm I'm not sure. It's you haven't watched sixty one yet, so I haven't watched sixty one. That's I'll on say, our I Storm twenty twenty one list. I'll say Major League for now. Yes, because I mean it's it's just a classic and it's absolutely funny all the way around. But sixty one might be on there. It's a good one. It's very underrated in my opinion. So. Someone that Kaylin and I both know, Brendan Evers, asked, no Universal DH, I want to hear your take. So, shout out to Brendan because he's a really cool kid. He actually attends the high school that Kaylin teaches at and he has his own podcast. And we're going to be hearing his name in sports for a very, very long time. I have faith on that. Yep. Um, Brendan made a highlight video for our baseball team last year. I'd just like to say that it was awesome. We watched it on our at-home senior night because we <laughs> lost our season last year. But in, he made a highlight film basically for preseason, and the anticipation was to film here and there throughout the season and get more footage and create a long video. But I just want to let him know that we did watch it as a team and there was some tears shed during the process. So he did a great job of that. And then, so no Universal DH. I know you're probably the most upset person on on the Twitter sphere yes. about that. Um, I really, either way is fine. I just want baseball, but I understand I just want baseball, but the fact that I have to sit there and watch people like Dan Winkler bat again this season drives me insane. I mean, of course, we get guys like Adam Wainwright, who has his own Silver Slugger Award, not to mention, you know, his incredible offense. He looked better than half of his, you know, teammates. In 2019, he actually kicked off a rally. He was like, you know what? I'm pitching my heart out. If I'm going to earn some runs, I'm going to have to do it myself. I'll never forget that knot. But anyways, before I get on the soapbox and drag this out any longer, I'm very unhappy. I wish the DH was here to stay in the National League. Yeah, I'm I'm just that's that's my two cents. <laughs> oh, it's me again. Isn't it's it? you. Sorry. All right. Straight cash considerations. Jordy asks, let's say baseball caps never get invented. What style of hat would you think baseball adopts? Which style would be least effective? Which would be most fun? Which would look best being worn backwards by King Griffey Jr.? <laughs> it's, I'm not going to lie. I read it earlier. and I had no idea what he was talking about, but um, I think I'm grasping it now. Mm-hmm. Is this like football helmets or hockey helmets? Is that what he's getting at like like baseball hats like just what you wear every day like okay if, if they didn't wear those what hat would work best i'm gonna go with a bucket hat because i think they should have adopted those in the 1970s why not they already had uniforms look at the white socks back then with the shorts and the mm-hmm. weird weird jerseys they would also probably be the least effective because it, yeah they're a bucket hat they would be the most fun more fun than a top hat or a cowboy hat? A cowboy hat would be effective. 
That would block the Especially sun. Especially for the Rangers. That would block out the sun. A bucket hat a bucket hat could, maybe. No, not as All right. Let's see. And then a top hat on on Ken Griffey Jr. How about a Viking helmet? Uh, a Viking helmet on Noah Syndergaard. I'm I dig that. I dig that. How about a cheese packers head on all brewers i'm for that you know what i'm talking about yes I, I i i've actually i used to own one for would, some reason i would wear it all the time i know what i'm getting you on valentine's day a cheese hat well you bought enough cheese i did all right sorry i digress so yeah which one which one's getting worn backwards um, a, a, a top hat. A top hat that's getting worn backwards? Mm-hmm. All right. That's what King Griffey Jr. is going to wear? Yep. All right. I can work with that. Okay. Well, this concludes episode 30 of Player to be Named Later, a dugout dish podcast. Stick around because we're going to be back in action with baseball returning. We look forward to bringing you all the latest dish from the dugout on Apple and Spotify. Thank you for the support. And don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter at Dugout Dish, at Chelsea Brook, and at P 25 As always, stay safe, wash your hands, wear a mask, and God bless.